are so blessed today to have Pastor, Pastor Leanne share a message with us. So she's going to share the word that the Lord put on her heart. And we are blessed in this house. Not only... Not, not only are we so blessed with the worship and the psalmist that take us into the presence of the Lord in holiness and purity, but we are blessed to have Pastor Leanne share the word of the Lord today. Amen? Amen. All right. I feel like we've already had church. Amen. We've had all kinds of stuff going on. But God has given a word. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Um, and the word is paradigm shift. And I looked it up. I kind of knew what I thought paradigm shift was and what the Lord was speaking to me. But I looked it up. You know, good old Merriam-Webster has a definition. And it, it says an important change that happens when the usual way of thinking about or doing something is replaced by a new and different way. So everybody say paradigm shift, if you would. All right, we need a breaking down of religious walls and mindsets regarding the way it has always been done. And we've been going through some paradigm shifts. I tell you what, the past couple years in our world, you know, and the things that we do in our day-to-day -day lives, we've been having to uh, change the way we think about some things. Uh, amen. <laughs> like it or not, right? <laughs> so let's, let's look at... What do I need to do, God? Where do I need some paradigm shifts in my relationship with you? Are you ready to, to uh, shift this morning and, and be open to some changes in shifting, paradigm shifting, where God wants to take us personally? So it may look different for each one of you. God's going to speak. I believe God's going to speak one or two things to each one of us this morning where we can say, oh, yes, God. I'm going to do some paradigm shifting with my mind this morning in that area in my life. So Holy Spirit, just take over. Show us. We give you permission to touch the things that you want to touch that we need to shift in our thinking. Amen. Amen. So let's look at prayer. First of all, how can we shift with our thinking about prayer? All right, I just had a course, like an eight-week course I did on Zoom call. It's awesome. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to get dressed, get in your car. You can wear sweatpants. They see you from like here up, so it's great. Zoom calls, Zoom call classes. Yeah, it's good, and it's on prayer. And uh, one thing that he said that was like a paradigm shift for me, like you know this stuff, like you've, you know, you've been a Christian for a while. You're like, you know that, but then it's like, oh, yeah, I need to like intentionally Think about it this way and do it that way. Got me? All right. One thing he said, Dan Duvall was the teacher in this. He said, we're supposed to be praying not from earth to heaven. Okay, did you hear me? Not from earth to heaven, but we engage from heaven in our prayers. We engage from heaven. Why? Let's look at the word. In Philippians 3.20, it says, but we as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. Ah, so you're a citizen of heaven as a Christ follower. Got it? Yeah, amen. So in Ephesians 2.6, it says, and we sang it in the one song 
that we did this morning, that we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are seated, not we will be seated once we die and go to heaven. It says we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. In the Passion Translation, let's look at that, Ephesians 2, starting with verse 4. And then we'll get up to verse 6. But God still loved us with such great love. He is so rich in compassion and mercy. Even when we were dead and doomed in our many sins, he united us into the very life of Christ and saved us by his wonderful grace. Here's verse 6. He raised us up with Christ, the exalted one, and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm, for we are now co-seated as one with Christ. How about that? Yeah. So we can play, pray from that place. What, what's better? To be like at the same level as the enemy dealing with stuff in prayer or being above the enemy in prayer? Mm? Okay. <laughs> I was like, yes, Lord, okay, I got it. <laughs> Help me to do that. So we need a paradigm shift in our thinking with that. I mean, some of you probably already do that. I know Apostle Frank talks about that. Like we decree and declare and we're from a higher place, right? So let's, Lord, help us to get that even more today into us. All right, let's look at paradigm shifts in our devotions. Mm, paradigm shifts in devotions. All right. I've learned a lot of different things about devotions. You know, over the years, my dad was pastor. He taught us the ACTS thing, the A-C-T-S, adoration come. We can come through our devotion time. We first, like, spend time in adore, adoring him. Then C, confession. We confess our sins. And then T, thanksgiving. And then S, supplication. Then we ask for stuff, you know. So we go through that in our prayer time. And then, you know, of course, we read the Bible and stuff. But we can get into a rut. How many of you have ever gotten in a rut with your prayer time, your devotion time? Yeah, me too. And so over the years, God has shifted me in my thinking about prayer. And more recent years, he's shifted me even more. And it's just, it's amazing. He's so good. As we grow and we grow closer to him and everything, he just keeps changing it up on us, which is great. We need, we need that. We need that big time. All right, so... What about if we come into his presence without an agenda tomorrow morning when we go to have our devotion time or tonight, if you have it tonight? Like, what if you just come into his presence and say, Lord, I'm here. It's my time with you. I'm ready. What do you want to do, Lord? Hmm. Ever do that? Ever try that? (laughs) Because if you try that, sometimes he doesn't even want you to read the Bible. Like, what, Lord? I have to read the Bible every day. Are you kidding me? But you know what? I mean, hey, we need to get out of that religious mindset. And I'm not saying don't read your Bible, because you need to read your Bible, and you need to get the Word in you. But we need a little paradigm shifting so we're not into a religious rut with our devotions. Mm. Because I've been there for years and years. And I tend to go back to that rut. I tend to get myself going in the morning in the kitchen and then go sit down like I'm going to read my Bible. And then sometimes Holy Spirit's like, um, and I'm like, okay, what do you want me to do, Lord, first? 
So, yeah, let him change up your devotion time because it can get really exciting if he just wants you to just worship him for your whole time or just lay down in his presence for the whole time or just sit on his lap. Ever do that? That's awesome. He, like, like takes me to little kid mode and just has me sit on his lap sometimes. That is so cool to feel his arms around me. I need that sometimes. Sometimes we just need that. We need to just crawl up in his lap, just feel his arms around us, you know? Oh, my goodness. He's so good. He's so good. Amen. Sometimes he may want us to go for a walk. He's had me do that before. I'm like, what? Go for a walk? Like outside, like on a trail or something. Go for a walk with him, with him. That changes everything because when I go for a walk, to go for a walk around the property, I'm picking up sticks, I'm looking at different things I need to do and making my list of this as I need to do. But when I go for a walk with him because he's asked me to go for a walk with him, then I'm like, ah, Lord, what are we out here doing? Oh, look at that, that's beautiful. Thank you for making that, Lord. And it just shifts our thinking and our mindset and our attitudes. Another thing that he's asked me to do is to meditate on his word, like meditate on the word. Because I've been, I've been in the, the round and round thing of, okay, I gotta read my Bible in a year, so I have to read this many verses, this many chapters every day, and I've got this list, and I have to read this today, and that tomorrow, and if I get behind, then I have to read, and I'm just reading. I'm just reading to get done, and I, there's no relationship there's no manna coming forth. No, I'm not getting anything that I got it done and I checked it off. And I feel pretty good about that. Ha! Huh. That's the wrong mindset. Sorry, it's wrong. <laughs> it, it doesn't grow you. <laughs> you can say you read the Bible through in a year, but you may have not grown spiritually a lick. All right, Um, so Psalm 23 is something God has taken me to and kept me on. I don't know if I was on there for weeks or months. I don't even know, but just going through and meditating on the word because there's so much in the word about meditating on it, verses about that. And so if if I know that, like I know Psalm 23 by heart pretty much, so the Lord is my shepherd. That's what, it, like, the first line It's the Lord is my shepherd. Well, if I start with the Lord and stop there, man, I can go all kinds of places with the Lord. Be Lord of my life, God. Be Lord of all the kingdoms of my heart. The Lord, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, come in the flesh, is, is, my, my shepherd. And then I see him as my shepherd. I see him in the shepherd clothes with the crook and everything. The Lord is my shepherd, and I just look at him. Lord, you are my Lord. You are my shepherd. He leads me beside still waters, and I see that. In my mind, I see myself being led by still waters. I see the green grass. I, I hear the birds singing. I mean, wow. You can just go into the presence of God just meditating on a passage of Scripture and go places with him and go into peace, go into his love, go into his joy by doing that. 
and man, it just shifts some things in you. I mean, it's shifting things in your mind. It's, it's sometimes it's healing emotions and stuff in you, you know, and sometimes it's breaking down religious structures that have been built up in those of us who were in church since like pretty much day one of, of life, you know? And there's a lot of religious structures built into some of us who grew up in Baptist church <laughs> and uh, did everything like this, you know? And, and God wants to take, break some stuff down because it's not, it's not about a structure, it's about a relationship. And man, once we get that, once we know his love, once we, once we start hearing him and seeing him, things just shift and he can take us places where we, we can't go otherwise. All right, so we need a paradigm shift. Everybody say paradigm shift. Lord, shift us this morning, where you want to shift us, how you want to shift us. All right, hearing, so I've talked about seeing him, and I've talked about hearing him, and I want to talk about hearing him for ourselves. Now, we can fill our days with listening to pastors, listening to preachers, watching things, um, podcasts. There's so much out there that wasn't available to us 50 years ago. But we can just fill up our lives. We can go to church meetings and conferences. You could probably find one every day of the week around here if you wanted to. But do it's the only way we hear from God that way. Or can we hear God ourselves? Carrie and Dave were talking about this in youth last week, I think. They were talking about hearing God for ourselves. And that is so important in this world we live in, where we're going, what's happening with our nation, with governments around the world. We need to learn to hear God for ourselves because it talks about in the word about a great deception that even the elect could be drawn away into that deception. So we need to hear the word, and we need to hear the word, a word from him ourselves and be able to do that. And we talked about that um, in Jeremiah 33, 3, call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and mighty things that you do not know. Jeremiah 29, 13, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. So if we seek after him wholeheartedly and we stand on his word, call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and mighty things that you do not know. And the other one, my sheep hear my voice. Okay, we stand on that and we, we meditate on that and we keep asking and when we're relentless in our pursuit of that, he will get us there. Amen. How many of you can hear God's voice for yourself? You don't have to go to a pastor. Good, good, let's get there. Let's all get there. We need a paradigm shift so we can get to that point. And you can, because I did it, and a bunch of other people who raised their hands did it, who like, probably went through some stuff to get to that point. Amen? Because I know I sure did. I had to break through a lot of stuff to learn to hear God's voice. And 
a, a thing that the enemy will keep you out of hearing his voice for yourself is the people, oh man, what if, you, what if you're not hearing God? What if it's the enemy's voice and you listen to something and you do something crazy because the enemy spoke to you and it wasn't God and you just screwed up your life, blah, blah, blah. Well, the enemy, of course the enemy wants you to think like that and be afraid of that. Just like speaking in tongues. Like somebody spoke a word to me about prayer language and for a while I just let it go. And then because of that kind of stuff. But don't let the enemy do that. Don't listen to those voices. But we can learn to discern the voices that we hear. The little thoughts in our heads, we can discern those. Um, we can discerning of spirits. We might need to have a whole teaching on that. Apostle Frank, are you listening to that? <laughs> you know, something that I do is, like, I'm hearing a thought, and I'm like, hmm, is that God? What, who is that talking to me? And so I'll, I'll speak to it. I'll say, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he was born of a virgin, that he lived and died and rose again? And he's at the right hand of the Father, and he died for the forgiveness of our sins. I like rattle off a bunch of stuff like that. And sometimes that thing will go. And sometimes it'll say, yes. And I'm like, okay. So test the spirits, discern the spirits. That might be a paradigm shift for some of us. All right? Okay, another one. Where might we need to shift? Making the most of every opportunity. Ephesians 5.16 says, Wisdom converts time into opportunity and frees your day from slog. That's a new one, slog. Isn't that a lovely word? Wisdom converts time into opportunity and frees your day from slog. So let's make the most of every opportunity. Um, one thing we can do is pray without ceasing. First. Thessalonians 5.17, constantly engage your thoughts in worshipful prayer. I know that for me, I can intentionally do that for a while, and then I get sidetracked. And then I find, like, I've gone a few hours without doing that, and then I can get back to it. So, Spirit of God, help us to, like, get to where we can just do that all the time. Is our default... Is your default setting when you're going through your day? Is your default Jesus? Yes, Lord. Praise God. Instead of the other words, oh, praise the Lord. Yes, God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Gratitude. <laughs> Lord, change our default settings if you need to. Paradigm shift in our thinking right there. <laughs> Praying in the Spirit. Ephesians 6.18, prayer is an ongoing conversation. Praying in the Spirit includes every form of prayer, whether it be a prayer of request or a prayer of thanksgiving or worship or interceding for all to realize their saintly innocence. And remember, you do not have to do all the talking. Always be attentive to the voice of the Spirit. All right. So what if we incorporate that into our lives in things that we're doing in the physical realm, but we can um, do things also in the spiritual realm at the same time because we are trans-dimensional creatures, right? We live at two dimensions at one time because I know my body's here, but it says I'm seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, right? So we're trans-dimensional. All right, so what we could do is, how about if we're brushing our teeth, we're cleaning our teeth, Lord, um, as I'm cleaning my teeth or washing my face, or cleaning something, 
uh, what do you want to clean in me, Lord? Is there anything you need to clean out of me today? Is there any kind of paradigm shift, wrong thoughts that I'm thinking that, that you want to shift me out of and have me turn from that and turn to something else? All right. Uh, what if as we're eating our food, maybe you have a meal that you eat without other people around and maybe you can meditate on the word as you eat the physical bread, eat some spiritual bread too. All right, some of you probably already do that. So let's ask the Lord where we need a paradigm shift. God, we just give you permission this morning. Once again, show us where you want to shift us in our thinking and our ways of doing things. We want paradigm shifts where you want paradigm shifts this morning. All right, amen, amen. So if we've been doing the same thing in our devotions for the past five years, we may need a paradigm shift. If we're praying from earth to heaven, we may need a paradigm shift. If the only way I get the word of God is from listening to a sermon or a podcast, I may need a paradigm shift. All right? So, Lord, shift us this morning. Shift us this morning. Let's open ourselves up to him and ask him to put his finger on those places he wants to shift in us. Let us not leave here the same way we came, Lord God, but let us be focused and be tuned in and zoomed in on the things you want us to zoom in on right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen? Amen. Amen.